And welcome into the roundtable. Bill Priestley here with you, joined alongside here by Tony Mulvey here in studio, as well as Matt Leffler, the armchair attorney, joining us here as well. We're going to have a discussion that we don't necessarily want to have, and hopefully we'll never have to have in our own lives, but the possibility of shutting down in terms of, of what happens when a, when a business shuts down. We had a top story come up earlier today, of course, with a very horrific situation uh, in terms of how one trucking company seems to have shut its doors. We have others do the same thing. We may see this as a trend. And so, uh, Tony, let me start with you here. As we talk about you know, t- the final moments, obviously, you never want to say you're done until you're done. But at the same time, there's a right way to do this and there's a wrong way to do this. So, in, in what you've seen, what is maybe the right way to start, at least start this process if you have to do it? I mean, you want to make sure you're going to, I mean, going about it the right way, right? You don't yeah. want to just leave people stranded. Yeah. I think that's the big one. And I think a lot of it, and in conversations I've had, and this goes back to 2019, is if you're going to shut down, you want it first, you want to make sure it doesn't get out. Like you want to be the ones right. to present the news. I think that's the big trend is because you don't want it to be heard through the grapevine. You want it to come straight from the mouth. I think one example of, of really doing it the right way was the way you think Freightworks went about it, right? Mm-hmm. They released a video kind of getting out almost in front of it, right? Like this happened, this is what caused it, answering, trying to also try to help, right? I think that's the other, have the sympathy that ultimately when you go through this, if you're not and I'll let Matt you touch on some of the like legal aspects of going through this because sometimes there's restructuring and things like that, but then there's the shuttering of the doors. So how you go through that, but ultimately people are going to lose their jobs. So having some sympathy and not just like leaving people out to dry, I think is one of the right ways. Yeah, Matt, uh, obviously, like we said, there's there's a right way and a wrong way to do this, but also, you know, bankruptcy as well is, 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 is an option that, that some uh, companies have certainly used. Um, as you look at it, the right way and the wrong way, what's your take on how this should be done and, and maybe a pitfall that you should certainly avoid if you have to find yourself in this position? Yeah, you don't want to go into bankruptcy court unless you have to. This is a kind of a last resort. In bankruptcy protection, the automatic stay that takes place means everybody who's clamoring for money from you has to stop. The bankruptcy stay pauses everything. And this, what we're talking about the case in Florida, it's a chapter 11 bankruptcy. Chapter 11 is when you're restructuring debt. So we saw the creditors here. The big creditors are the ones who have liens on the equipment, the ones who finance the business to operate. And what we have is drivers that are stranded. You don't go into bankruptcy because you think it's a great way to kind of sl- slow down the business. No, this is what you do to try to save the business. And sometimes people get left on the sidelines and that is horrible, but you might not even have the choice because you're pushed into bankruptcy by committing what we call acts of insolvency. So bankruptcy has always been a way for businesses to understand the liabilities they have and try to claw their way back out. My hope is this chapter 11 bankruptcy in this particular case in Florida, maybe gets converted and it just, it stays in chapter 11 and gets restructured and the business comes out stronger than before. It also could be transformed into chapter seven, which is liquidation of all the things. But the stay, the bankruptcy stay 
pauses everything across the entire United States saying we are going to do everything right here. And with these trucking companies and any business that declares bankruptcy, you have essentially a 90-day window that says before you declared bankruptcy, we believe you were insolvent for the last 90 days. Anybody you paid money to, we're going to try and claw that back bring it into the bankruptcy estate, make sure that the priorities are taken care of. Your employees, your secured creditors, people who have liens on the equipment, and then ultimately the unsecured creditors who are then you know left with the last bits and pieces of the money that's in that bankruptcy estate. Gotcha. Tony, as you look at this situation, you know, say for instance, you, when you fear, find yourself uh, as a company that needs to make a look at this. Obviously, there's we're in a financial time now where many more people are going to be looking at these options and so forth. At what point do you say, look, uh, it doesn't look good. I need to do something drastic, unfortunately. Or and and how do you how do you make that decision versus trying so hard to keep this thing going? I think it's a very difficult decision. I mean, overall, yeah. right? I mean, because ultimately you've again, people's livelihoods overall, but it's different. I mean, different based on the size of the fleet, I guess. Sure. I mean, really, when you think about it, like on the owner operator side, that's one side of a large portion of the trucking environment, right? They can just kind of hang up their keys and mm -hmm. or sell their equipment, right? Let their uh, insurance kind of lapse and not renew it. The other side, right? It's Hey, are we getting the volume needed? Or are we getting, like, we see a decline in volume? Do you see a decline in rates? Is it enough to keep you at that 90 day insolvency? Like, okay, well, are we break even right now? Like, if we lose rates, now we're losing money down the road. Well, how, how's that play into it? So, I mean, it's this like future, you, you want to think ahead. I don't think. It, you don't want to be caught off guard. Uh, and I know next week at the Small Fleet Owner-Operator Summit, like we're having a fireside chat uh, with Spencer Tenney, right? M&A. How do you be ready to sell the business in, if in case it comes up? Because this is a time where that space is going to be hot, right? And that may be an alternative to shutting your doors or filing for bankruptcy or like. So being ready and willing to have those conversations when they arise, I think yeah. is, is definitely a one way to go about this. Of course, you have to watch out with that M&A space because obviously it takes time for that to, yeah. to, to go through there as well. Um, Matt, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, when you're in this moment of, do I, can I pay my bills? You're working with your lenders and saying, how can we structure our credit line or, or find ways to refinance our equipment? And people are going to have a lot of problems this year because people bought equipment at rates that were crazy, unsustainable. And the used truck market prices are going down. So people are owning uh, these debts that are more valuable than their the asset itself. And so you're working with all of your different stakeholders to try to find a resolution. But sometimes the creditors are like, I don't really care about this. You owe me the money. And mm -hmm. bankruptcy gives you this place where you can kind of renegotiate some of these debts because ultimately everybody wants businesses to be successful. We are not trying to destroy businesses, but the protections that are available are what you use to say, okay, I can't get traditional financing. I can't get an M&A deal. I'm going to pause the business. We're going to structure this uh, resolution, either wind it down or renegotiate our, our own our, our leases and our contracts, and then hopefully come out stronger and shed some of this un, unuseful debt. And then maybe there's a payment plan. But chapter uh, 
11 bankruptcy is not liquidation, folks. It is about structuring a deal where you can likely walk out of it, make the bit, the debt more manageable in an environment where rates are not as good as they were a couple of years ago. And these are the tools you have as a business owner to keep the business flowing. Matt, is just con- continuing along that line, obviously we're going to, hopefully we won't see a lot, but we're, we're certainly seeing some bankruptcies, um, excuse me, being, being put out um, at the moment. Uh, as you look at it, if a company has to make a decision like this and asking for, for, for the legal perspective here in terms of what is, obviously there's a way to do it correctly and there's a way to not do it correctly, but at the same time, what is maybe the thing that you really have to look out for to make sure you're doing this right to keep as much of, 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 I guess you're, you're being your, 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 your own uh, constitution intact as opposed to being blown away by the fact that you missed a step here or there? This is a great question. You always want to make sure you have good legal support, whether that's a general practitioner or someone specialized in the, in the bankruptcy kind of proceedings, but you need to have an expert. My grandfather had polio and had to de- declare bankruptcy and liquidate his entire trucking fleet when he became paralyzed. Eventually, he's able to repay those things, but this is a tool that it doesn't mean you're a bad business owner. It just means you had a rough streak and we have protections for you because this country is founded by businesses that are able to create jobs for people. And when things get tough, Things are hard. There are resources available to you. So many people think, oh, it's a stigma to go into bankruptcy. You've, you've failed. You haven't failed. You just had a company that had a rough patch. And if you can get out of it, you can get out of it. Our country allows that. And this is why when we see these things in the headlines, it's not going to go away. They're likely going to continue this year and likely into next year because people have equipment that's way too expensive. People have rates that aren't really as profitable and you have to make a decision. And that decision is keep the business alive if you can. It is not a failure of your integrity or of your ethics or your morals if you go into bankruptcy. Yes, there is collateral damage. People will be left on the side of the highway. How will they get home? That is really, really hard to understand and address. But as a business, you're business is to stay alive. And that means shedding off the things you have to shut off. And it is really messy. And that's why bankruptcy protection is so powerful. It stops the government. It stops creditors. It stops your employees. It stops everything. Pause. Let's reset. Let's figure out how we get out of this together. And this is why these cases are going to increase because there is just so much bad debt out there on really expensive equipment over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tony, uh, as you look at the situation, uh, from obviously a lot of people are going to be in a, are in a situation where life is not as good as it was a couple of years ago. Uh, so do you plan ahead? Do you say, hey, if we get to a certain point, we can do this? Or do you just kind of uh, play, play it by the wind and say, all right, well, I guess we'll have to when we have to. I think the key is always to plan ahead. Uh, I don't think, uh, I mean, you're on the back foot if you're not planning ahead. And I think that was what it was so important in the past two years, if you were able to build, and you saw the really large carriers do this, build up their war chest because they were getting those rates that were profitable. They held the money. It was easier to, you can withstand these downturns. So always planning ahead is, I think planning ahead is always the answer as opposed to kind of playing on the back foot and seeing what comes of of the wind. Matt, same thing. Yeah, you have to be thinking constantly about survival. You are fighting with 
trying to retain and attract talent. You are working with competitors that are well entrenched. You have a lot of different fragmentation in the market. So how do you stay on top of things? You yeah. make sure your company is lean and ready for bad environments. This company, unfortunately, just got caught. And if you're in the business of having equipment, you need to understand exactly what the residual value of that equipment is and easy ways to sell it if you need to. And that's the best way to plan ahead is make sure you have the resources and the people to help you navigate these challenges. Yeah, it's definitely something that nobody wants to be a part of, but of, unfortunately, some people may have to be a part of it there as well. Tony and Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. All right, we will take a short break. Be back right after this.